NASCAR Xfinity Series is where names are made. And at Daytona, those names are bringing a whole lot of smoke. Austin wants the smoke. Justin wants the smoke. Cole and Haley, give them all the smoke. There's plenty to go around. But remember, if you can smell the smoke, that means you're not the one making it. The NASCAR Xfinity Series at Daytona, February 17th. Get your tickets now at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com. the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass happy monday right we're dealing with a right out but the sun is out jet dryers are going and we got a four o'clock i'm here in the we have the noise, we're live in the radio row. It's the Hard Rock Radio Row. Now, like everybody out there, they told us for helping me put the show on. And guys, our first guest is a guy that's doing a lot of photographing. If you haven't seen his work, you need to get on there and follow him. I'd like to bring in A.J. Bristol. Welcome to the show, A.J. Hey, Rowdy. Thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. AJ, a uh, long ways from Ro- Rochester, New York, my man. <laughs> Very long way. It took a while to get here, you know, with all the rain delays and whatnot, but we're here. It's Monday. The sun's starting to peak. Rain's gone. It's looking like a great day of racing. Well, AJ is lucky like I am. We've both been bitten by the racing bug, and we're both lucky enough to be able to cover the show at different races. AJ does more than just NASCAR, but he's here this weekend. AJ, kind of walk us through uh, what a race weekend is like for a photographer. Oh man, that that starts um, honestly that starts in the off season. So when the schedule drops like in November, December, or whatever period, you start going through that preparing for the season. You start lining up your hotel travel, and then you know, kind of work yourself from there, and then. So it you know, it falls, you know, like um, for over courses like you know, this is a great gift. You can't really prepare for the weather, so you've got to think like a green fall. But um when you get to the track, you pick up your credentials, you kind of scope out how it's gonna be. You um, just photograph document the event because you know, no matter what you photograph, it's all history, it's all on event. You know, today's history is the whole story. So AJ, a lot of folks, you know, like ask me, you know, this is just cars going round and round. I, I just don't really get it. But you know, AJ, I tell everybody there's more to that than just the cars on the track. Uh, you and I met a couple of years ago, and we keep bumping into each other and have built a great relationship. It, it's pretty awesome to come back to the track and meet the guys that have been around for several years. It's just like one great family reunion here this weekend, isn't it? All right, guys, look, we're going to go over, and uh, my first driver that I've got today is going to be uh, Joey Logano. We're going to bring Joey in. This is from the Deadline Room on uh, Wednesday, and uh, it's only 
minutes, and we'll be right back. Hey, we are going to roll right, in, right into our next media availability. We are now joined by our Daytona 500 poll winner, Joey Logano, driver of the number 22 Team Penske Ford. If you have a question for Joey, please raise your hand. We will start right up here with Jacob. Jacob Zimmerman, Race Space Digital. Joey, I think the obvious, how big is this for Ford as an or you know, as a manufacturer after basically a decade of the bow ties kind of showing everybody the way on Wednesday night here in Daytona for you guys to lock out the front row like this? Yeah. It's about time, huh? <laughs> it's a it's a special a really special poll. Um this is something that you know, as a team this poll is talked about more than any other racetrack we go to. And a lot of it's because you eliminate the variable of the driver. And uh, I know I'm up here talking. I shouldn't be the one talking about it because uh, those guys are the ones that, that really uh, gave me the race car I needed um, you know, to, to go fast. And you know, they massage on it. They work on it. Uh, this is a very you know prideful poll to win for – not just Team Penske and the 22 team, but for Ford and for Roush Yates. And, you know, when you see both those Fords in victory lane, you damn right you should beat your chest a little bit. It's something you should be very proud of. Um, I was a lucky jockey that was behind the wheel, really. <laughs> they, they got to drive that one today. Uh, so it's it's neat. Obviously, it's really cool to, to start on the front row, um, you know, for the Daytona 500. Never done that before. Never been even close. Uh, so this is this is something really neat to uh, you'll be able to experience and um, you know if you believe in momentum I'd say over the last you know the clash running really well and then here uh, coming out of the gates you know faster today uh, the momentum is building back up in the 22 which is nice. Years past maybe you know you look at the poll and and it doesn't necessarily mean anything for Sunday because you can win from anywhere here. But given some of the challenges we've seen with the next gen as far as passing in the draft, is this a case where perhaps qualifying up front does mean a little bit more again because it's harder to make those moves? I think it helps on, on some things. You know, when other drivers see that you have a fast car, I, I really think that speedway racing is all about reputation. And if you have a fast car with a driver that understands the draft, cars will go with you uh, more often. And, you know, it makes you more confident to put this thing out in the wind. You know, it, it's going to pull a lane. You know, it's got the speed that you, know, you put it out front. It's going gonna, it's gonna to tote the lane forward. Um, that's what you want. And so as a driver, you know, it puts you in a pretty good spot. You know, when, when uh, I got the team that I have behind me, um, you know, with the spotter with Coleman, myself, understanding the draft really well. Our pit crew seems to be lights out right now uh, in practice. Uh, things are looking really good. So um, we just have to go out there and execute our, our job at this point. Um, we all know how to do that, but we got a, we got a good bullet in, in the chamber right now to fire away and see what we got. All right, we're going to go to Bob Pockers and then Lee Spencer. Uh, Bob Pockers, Fox Sports. Uh, you don't seem to be a guy who would like to kind of lay back uh, and pr just protect your car. So how do you approach tomorrow night? Yeah, it was a two-second conversation in victory lane a minute ago with Paul. <laughs> so uh, we're racing, right? <laughs> yeah. I said, okay. So the uh, the good thing is Paul and I both have the uh, same approach to speedway racing. We're, we're going racing. And uh, something happens, something happens, you know. But, 
you know, it's not worth wrecking it, but it's, you have the same attitude whether you be qualified fifth or 15th. You don't want to go to your backup car no matter what you do. Um, but, you know, I want to make sure my, my car is driving good. We got the, the new Dark Horse Mustang that obviously goes fast by itself, but we want to make sure it's tuned in right. I want to make sure I got everything out of it. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll go out there and be smart, but we're going racing. You know, there's a, there's a trophy, there's 10 points. We're going racing. Lee? Lee Spencer, CatchFence.com. Um, given Doug Yates' power and your, you know, your skill at this style of racing, you're not surprised that you finally won the poll here, are you? Um, you know, I, considering it's my 16th try, you know, my expectations weren't really high today. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it, we've progressively gotten a little better at qualifying last year. Uh, and it seems like the next-gen car, there's, I guess, a little less tricks and things like that that, you know, the other teams were able to do over the years that, like, really put them up there. So uh, it seemed like that got a little closer. I do think, you know, Roush Yates' power uh, thrives at speedway racing. Um, that's probably their, their strongest point. Um, so, yeah, I'd say this is kind of the wheelhouse. Uh, and, and with the new body, we didn't really know, right? I mean, it's kind of like, hope hope we got it right. <laughs> um, but, you know, obviously they, they had some speed here. And, and the field's so close, right? It's not, you know, I mean, everybody's kind of right there. Um, but, yeah, it's nice to nice to do it. I was a little surprised to answer your question. <laughs> yeah. um, but once, once we started going to the second round and, you know, no one was really, you know, picking up a whole bunch outside the 34, uh, I thought, man, we, we really do have a shot at this. So that was cool. And your disappointment of last season has been well documented, you know, going out in the first round of the playoffs. I mean, you, you've said time and again. Um, did you guys kind of come into 2024 with a little bit of a chip on your shoulder? I mean, you feel like you've got something to prove that you do deserve to be back on top. We're a pretty tough team and an experienced team that's been around for a very long time at this point. I've been through, you know, kind of down points in my career before. Doesn't make it hurt less when you're going through it. Um, but I also know that a lot of times, more times than not, when we have a off year, the next year is pretty damn strong. Um, and so I feel like, you know, we can do that again. Um, and that just shows the, the mental toughness from our whole team that we can, you know, continue to stick together. Um, you know, we didn't change anybody on our team this year from last year. Um, but I really think as a team we, we grow and, um, you know, we got better and better towards the end of the year last year. You know, nobody sees that because you're not in the playoffs, right? <laughs> but we, we were making gains, which is good. And then, you know, you have a, a moment where it ends and the misery is over and you get a fresh start. That's where we're at now. So that's what it's all about in life. It might be in my third or fourth chance, but it's working pretty good. <laughs> All right, Jordan Bianchi. Jordan Bianchi, The Athletic. Uh, was Chevy's pull streak something that Ford talked about a lot? Um, I mean, the whole sport talks about it, yeah. right? I mean, I had the TV on before we went and qualified, and, I mean, that's what they're talking about on Fox was, you know, I, what was it, seven straight poles or, you know, seven years in a row that the 48 car was up there. And, like, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, jeez. <laughs> like, some of those stats are unbelievable. Like, you can't even, like, I, I didn't realize all that was happening. I just got used to what it was, but I didn't think it was for that long. Um, so, yeah, it's nice to be able to 
to break their streak. You know, I mean, it's 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 something that uh, you know it's an incredible run that they were on. Um, glad we finally caught up. <laughs> Do we have any final questions for Joey? We'll come right back up here to Jacob. Joey, you look at the last now, I guess we're about nine months here, going back to last May. Newgarden wins Indy. Blaney wins the Cup Championship. Roger just got the Rolex last month here. You're on the pole for the Daytona 500. It just feels like right now there's a lot of magic going on in that building. I mean, is that something where you guys are are feeding off some of the other parts of the organization where you you know each one gains momentum from the other or is it just one of those things where you look at it and go damn this is pretty cool you know there's not a cooler race team that you can work for when it comes to you know just motorsports in general like where else there's not another motorsports team in america that's decorated as much as team penske and what roger penske has done um, whether it's in you know NASCAR, sports cars, Indy cars, I mean you, you name it, uh, the guy's been involved in all of it. And the one thing that's in common with all of it is he wins, and that's where I want to be because of that reason. <laughs> the guy wins, he does it right, he's professional. There's no corners ever cut, um, and I think a lot of times it's. We don't talk about it enough. I mean, maybe because I'm inside this, the company and I see how incredible it is. Um, but it is something that is truly spectacular when you look at, you know, the 58 years or so it's been um, and the accolades that have been, you know, produced in that place. It's just, it's bonkers. Um, so this is actually one of the first here today. We've, uh, Roger Penske's never gotten a Daytona 500 pole. So not very often that you can actually do something for the first time for, for the captain. But we were able to do that today, which is, is special. Don't get me wrong, it's really, really special. But it's an incredible place with great people and, um, you know, guys that all have the same mindset. They just want to win at all costs, want to win. But we're also going to do it in a very professional way because we're representing somebody that is probably the most professional person you've ever met. Have you talked to him yet or is that still I talked to him in Victory Lane, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Any final questions? All right. Thanks, Joey. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Sitting on the pole, guys. Four to ten this weekend. So we'll go back to AJ. If we get this, we've got a little extra work. work. AJ, are you still there for me? I was gonna try one more time, y'all. The weather, I'm actually looking at the sun, with kind of jumping in and out of the clouds, but we've got sunshine and wind, which is gonna drive the track. AJ, you got a copy now on us? I have a copy on you, Rowdy. Yes, I do. All right, that's a little bit better. So, uh, AJ, let's let's talk about what your duties did this weekend uh, in the photography and the business. I'm sorry, can you please repeat that one more time? Kind of walk us through what you do uh, as a photographer here at the track this weekend. So, 
what, what I do when I go to the track is um, I'll look for, you know, one of the first things I'll look for is the crowd interaction. You know, what kind of things, are, you know, people like to get dressed up, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, Americana, whether it's a favorite driver, whether it's, you know, fashion. So I, I kind of I kind of like to photograph that, get a, get a, a sense of the atmosphere, so to speak, and then from there I'll work my way into the pit road, see what's going on with the cars, drivers. And from there, the media center, just got to get a feel for the weekend and how it's going to kind of play out, if, that, if you will. And then from there, it's, you know, uh, practice qualifying on track. Um, and just kind of build the story as it kind of comes to you. I, I, I really don't look at, per se, chasing story as a lot of other people, a lot of, as a lot of other people do. I like, I like to let the story come to me, if that makes sense. So, Friday night, you got some really one more time. You had a lot of great shots there. Yeah, Friday night was quite interesting, especially with the schedule of delay and conflicts and the readjusting. I mean, it was really interesting. It made for some great shots. Well, AJ, uh, so a little bit more than just this. You're involved in, in pretty much in the historian part of this this sport too, the photography historical part of it. So you're, you're, with this being live, it's a little tough because we're surrounded by people, but let's talk about the historian part of it, the photography part of it that you're based with. Where you come in and look at the archives of the photo. We're gonna go. We got another driver coming on. We're gonna we're gonna see what's going on with uh, Michael McDowell, who's on the outside. The Right, we are going to continue with post-qualifying press conferences. We are now joined by Michael McDowell, driver of the number 34 Front Row Motorsports Ford. We will go ahead and take questions. We will start right up here with Jacob and then go over to Stephen. Jacob Tillman, Race Face Digital. Uh, we know you've had race speed, Michael, but was the qualifying pace a surprise to you guys at all? I mean, we we know the Chevys have had so much pace in, in 500 qualifying the last couple of years. Did, did this surprise you at all? Uh, yes, it did surprise me. Um, if you asked my crew chief, Travis Peterson, he wouldn't have been surprised. Um, we were actually joking a lot today because we put a lot of emphasis into having as much speed as we could build into our Daytona, 5 car, Daytona 500 car down here. And, you know, we always talk about it like, oh, yeah, we'll see where we stack up. And usually we'll even do a little uh, whiteboard pick of where we think we're going to qualify, you know. And uh, super speedway qualifying typically hasn't been a strength for us, but we haven't worried too much about it because our cars always race really well. Um, but Travis today, he's like, this is everything I have. If we don't qualify well today, I am done with super speedway racing qualifying. I'm not putting any more effort into it anymore. Um, so it just shows you the level of intensity that was, you know, everybody at front row put into tonight to having as much speed as we can. 
um, almost like we wanted to prove to ourselves, you know, if we really put our mind to it, can we do it? And then, you know, obviously um, these dark horse Mustangs are fast. I mean, to lock out the front row with, with two Ford Mustangs is great. Um, everybody at Roush Yates Engine Shop and, you know, all the things that it takes to make race cars go fast. But when it comes to the details that the guys did at the shop, they did a really good job. And um, so that it's cool moment. It's cool for them to uh, to have that moment. Um, it stinks that Joey beat us <laughs> for the pull. Um, but, you know, I'm super proud of, of the effort. And it's, it's a cool experience for us to, um, you know, to be in a spot that we're not typically in. You proved a couple years ago that you can win this race from anywhere, but other than the cool part of being on the front row Sunday when you come down to green, how much does this really do for your race, if anything at all? Well, it does matter, for sure. I mean, there's so much that can happen in a 500-mile race. I mean, we all know that. Um, but we've also seen with this next-gen car that track position is important, and it's not always easy to get. It's not easy to go from the back to the front. I mean, a couple of guys have done it. Um, successfully, but it's it's very tough um, to to move from the back to the front just because the the pack doesn't build and the draft doesn't build quite like it it did with the older car. And then you know also too the guys with different strategies of saving fuel and pitting with your manufacturers and all that becomes very complicated when you're trying to come through the pack. So being up front and kind of controlling your own destiny I think is uh, uh, really important for this race for all of it. Um, but it's not the end all be all. We all know that, right? You can you can have maybe one or two little blemishes throughout that 500 and still be okay. It's just harder now than it used to be. I'm gonna go to Stephen and then Bob. Stephen Stumpfrenchers.com. Michael, that would have been your first poll until Joey beat you at the last second. I know. Um, what a turd. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I guess how do you you know balance being disappointed there, but also you know the relief and, you know, the, I guess, of being on, locked in the front row and how that makes tomorrow easier. Yeah, so I am thrilled for the front row. It would have been more fun um, to, to have the pole and get my first career pole in the Cup Series. Um, but honestly, it's such a cool accomplishment for our team that it's, it, doesn't feel, it doesn't feel that um, disappointing, right, to not get the pole. Um, the, the other side of it too, which I didn't realize I should have paid more attention, but they're like, Oh, you got to go victory lane, victory lane. What do you mean? Go victory lane. Like they bring the front row in there. You even get a trophy, right? So that's pretty cool. Cause normally in our sport, it's only the, the winner that gets a trophy. Right. Um, so it was uh, neat to see that and, um, makes it sting a little less, right? At least, at least you got something to show for it. Um, but like I said, it's, I'm not disappointed. I mean, it would have been special and it would have been a little bit cooler, but I'm very proud of, of everybody at Front Row Motorsports and what they were able to do and how fast our car was. And going into the duels tomorrow, this will be a first for you in that you have this, the spot locked, but... Yeah, I have no idea what to do. Yeah, is there? Yeah, I was going to say, is there like a, a balance between, you know, conserving the car, but at the same time, you know, being able to race and get and uh, I'm not sure yet. And and, yeah. and also go <laughs> and also go for the you know the t up to ten points available by finishing top. Yeah. 10. So I don't know. And honestly, obviously, I'm driving a car, right? But it's going to be a a group decision. Um, we'll talk about it tonight and tomorrow with you know my crew chief and uh, competition director Seth Barber and Jerry Freeze and and my owner Bob Jenkins and just kind of get a feel for what they're thinking. So I don't want to tell you one way or another because I really don't know. 
my gut is go try to win a trophy and get 10 points if you can. And we got a fast race car, so why not go for it and do that? Um, but there are some complications, right? If you go out there and tear it up and, and the last thing we need to do is give up a front row spot and have to go to a backup. Sometimes you can control that. Sometimes you can't. Um, we'll run through all those scenarios tonight of what we think is the best decision. I don't, like I said, I haven't been in this spot before, so I don't want to mislead you on what I think we're going to do. A lot of it is going to have to do with Travis and I's conversation tonight on, okay, how bad is this thing going to drive tomorrow? Um, because obviously he knows a lot of what what we had to do to get speed in it, and some of those things we might not be able to undo tomorrow night, and it might be a handful, right? So uh, we'll have to talk about that. We'll probably have to feel it out a little bit and see, see how it drives and um, – but I really don't think we'll – I think just like in years past, we didn't do anything so far out of the box that we won't be able to race tomorrow night if we decide to do that. Yeah, I hope. Uh, Bob Cockers, Fox Sports, he may tell you to go to the back and push Kaz. Am I in – is Kaz in my race? Do you know? Yes? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, so that's definitely a big part of it. And that will be a part of it. I mean, it'll be very important to get that 36 in the, the race tomorrow night. And anything that we can do to help him do that, we're going to try to do. Um, you know, for a lot of reasons. One is three is better than two when it comes down to needing teammates and working together at the end of these races. And, um, you know, unfortunately we had a little mechanical issue on that 36 car, but it's going to have plenty of speed. It, um, so we just need to make sure that we do everything we can to, to help him get in. And so that's another variable that we'll talk about tonight. Um, I was wondering how that was going to play out. And um, is Todd in ours too? Because, Bob, if Todd's in there, I'm putting the pressure on Todd and just telling him, hey, buddy, it's your, your job this time. Let's see here. No? Okay. No. No. Uh, but I am curious, you know, um, Kaz had the – this gear shift issue, like, were you concerned that you might have the same issue? Um, yes and no. We definitely were like, uh-oh. Um, but, you know, one thing that we do is we take pictures of everything that leaves the shop. And so very quickly we were able to go through our library and say, nope, it's in, tight, we're good, um, without touching the car, right? And so there are processes in place and procedures in place for that. You know, I think the challenge there was probably sort of um, not last minute, but late in the game, deciding to pull the trigger on that 36 and getting everything up and running and taking guys from the shop that aren't typically on the road and all those things. So um, it throws a, uh, some variables in there. And, and so, but we felt pretty confident that everything was fine on the 34 and 38. Yeah. All right, we're going to go to Jerry Jordan and then Dustin Long. Jerry Jordan kicking the tires that net. So that guy over there walked in here. So uh, yeah. it, what was that roller coaster ride of being there and then Joey ruining that part of it? <laughs> yeah, um, it was awesome uh, beating the five and and when he came across the line and I was like, ooh, we got a real shot at this. And then when Joey took the green, he was already like a half a car length ahead of me on SMT, and we're like, oh, that sucks. Um, but after, and you have a second to think about it, 
it's awesome that, you know, Ford was able to sweep the front row and, and, you know, take brand new race cars to our courses and put them on the front row. I mean, I would much rather it be inverted, um, but that's okay. It's, um, like I said, it's a huge accomplishment for our race team to, to be on the front row for the Daytona 500 and not disappointed one bit um, and feel, you know, thankful, glad that uh, we have so much speed down here. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Um, Michael, it, it's been a very long time, so it's very different points in your career, but it, can you compare and contrast a decade ago you came here and didn't make the race? And, you're, and obviously, I know you won, you won, but you're starting on the front row and just the, yeah. the qualifying and just where thing you know how you look back at that moment yeah so i was telling some of my guys that are they're younger on the team like i've uh, i remember when we'd come down here and there'd be 60 cars and making the race was like when you made the race it was literally a major year um it was such a big deal um you know for for the team and financially and all the things that it did it was such a big deal to make this race so yeah i've i've had the you know, the opportunity, if you want to call it that, to be on both sides of missing them by one spot and, you know, getting in on the last lap, coming off of turn four and making it and feeling that excitement. Um, and so, yeah, there's, you know, it's special place to come to Daytona. And then it was so hard, so hard to, to make the races. And, uh, but it's different now. You know, it's definitely different because then we were just so happy to make the race that we were like sunday who cares about sunday we're in the race you know and now it's not like that right now it's like okay this is a great accomplishment but it's all about winning on sunday and um and so it's it's a different mindset but to answer your question it's great it's amazing i mean it's been a long journey and it's been a tough one and and a lot of years of not so much fun um hoping that one day you would have fast cars and shot it running well and i know i said that before but it's happening more consistently where we're having this conversation and that's fun for me. Um, it's fun to, to finally get to have that opportunity to be competitive week in and week out and not just at certain places, but a lot of places. So this is the best time in my career. It really is. And, um, there was definitely plenty of years where it didn't look like I was on that trajectory. <laughs> and so I'm very thankful that, um, you know, things have continued to get better. Yep. All right. Thank you, Michael, and good luck this weekend. Thank you, guys. All right. Uh, Michael's sitting on the outside. He has Daytona 500, and he knows how to take to the front. So we'll try AJ one more time. AJ, let's talk about the International Motorsports Institute that you're part of. Sure. Sure. Yep. I, 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 am, I am traveling to uh, Cyrus. Our mission actually is, um, it is 
uh, more important than it even has been in the past to um, kind of be on the same page, fuel strategy, um, being close in proximity, coming to pit road, and then above all else with nine cars, right, uh, with more cars and more possibility of someone having an issue. At times like this, I think how lucky I am to be a NASCAR Winston Cup driver and how fortunate I am to have a great sponsor like Napa Auto Parts because Napa understands quality and value and the importance of having a friendly, knowledgeable staff. And at times like this, looking around at the grandstands and listening to the silence of pit road, I realize I'm at the wrong track. More to work with for sure, um, but it does get a little bit more uh, complex on the pit road, you know, instead of just having uh, six cars attempting to make pit road at the same time, now you got to coordinate nine cars getting all there uh, together, so it'll be uh, more important than it even has been in the past to um, kind of be on the same page on fuel strategy, um, being close in proximity, coming to pit road, and then above all else with nine cars, right? Uh, with more cars, you have more possibility of someone having an issue along the way too. So, um, yeah, we just we're gonna have to execute our strategy pretty, pretty well, and we'll have some practice of that in the duels. What was the preseason message from Denny this year? I mean, I, when you look at it, we had our our best year to date. Um, you know, we we kind of set the standard for ourselves, right? Like, okay, that's what we did last year, so now we got to improve again, right? Um, so, you know, we, we had a number of, well, I wouldn't even just say a number, we had a lot that, uh, a lot of information at our disposal to go through to really, you know, narrow it down into what uh, was hurting us the most. So, um, you know, I think one thing for me, you know, the obvious one is just right, uh, making sure that we capitalize, close out those races where we're really, really fast with the win or top five, um, but more so than that, just trying to understand what what it is about like some of these short tracks. What what is it in the short track package we're missing? What is it um, in the speedway package we're missing? We think some of that was, was due to the body numbers, that sort of stuff. So we'll see if that's improved. Um, so just trying to focus on those things, um, and over the course of this year, really uh, try and correct some of those those issues we had along the way. Are you expecting a Byron style season this year? Do you think that this now that you have a year under your belt at that with that team, could this be your big breakout year. I mean, you kind of had one with Childers winning all the road courses, but is, is this the year for you? I wouldn't say I, I mean, I, I would I would like, that's what we're aiming for. Do I expect that to come easily? No. So I wouldn't say it's a, it's a, you know, just outright, just walking into the year expectation. I know we're going to have to work really hard, uh, but I'm excited about the potential um, in this new car. Uh, the th- a lot of things that we were able to do last year, uh, we showed a lot of signs of speed, so I know that we'll be able to you know, come back and, and we should be able to do a lot of those same things. We just got to capitalize on those on those days where we're that fast. As far as those, the way your team raced here, Bubba's had some good races here, you know, nearly won it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. How do you feel your confidence level is for Daytona for this? Uh, uh, the day starts out, it's not great. We get, I don't know, like uh, last year it didn't get very far, but there was a couple couple times over the years where we get to like a couple laps to go and I'm feeling pretty good and then I get wiped out so um, it's just the nature of this this race uh, you know last year was kind of uh, you know me new to the Toyota not knowing uh, I was going to get in a bad spot there with Harvick but in the past you know I've just uh, this race has been tough for me you know uh, just 
whether the car's not handled good or just put myself in the wrong spot at the wrong time, not really reading the energy of the pack. So for me, it's, you know, just try to learn as much as I can from Bubba over, uh, you know, today, the practice days, the duels. Um, he, he does have a tendency to find his way to the front. I know last year uh, he got wiped out in that crash on the last lap, but, I mean, momentum was on his side. He was going to be right there in the mix at the end. So he definitely does a really good job of finding his way to the front at the end of these plate races, and more times than not, Denny does as well. I want to know your thoughts on the Netflix series, right? What, what impact do you hope this has, and how is it kind of having the crew around? Yeah, it was, it was fun, honestly. Um, you know, we got to... I wouldn't say, you know, there wasn't more than anything, you know, they were just kind of following us around with what we were doing, so it wasn't a lot of, uh, I'd say a lot of, like, heavy lifting work for, for me or anything. Um, yeah, I just enjoyed the process. I keep telling myself I'm going to finally watch the whole thing. Uh, Alexa has. I feel like everyone in my family has, friends have. I just need to sit down and watch it. I might as well do it while I'm here. I might have some free time on Saturday or Sunday so the weather doesn't get better so um, yeah it seems like it's all been pretty good feedback and you know certainly a number of drivers including myself saw a pretty significant bump in, uh, in following on the different social channels. Tyler what do you go through watching yourself on that interview? Well I, like I said I haven't I mean I've, I've really only watched like half episode one um, my girlfriend watched, or my fiance watched it on the plane ride out to, to LA for the clash. So I'd occasionally peek over and see myself, but I wasn't listening. So um, I don't know. She thought it was pretty good. Like I said, everyone thought it's good. So I need to just sit down and, and watch it, to be honest. Do you feel like the show allowed you to be a little bit more yourself compared to maybe certain times at the trial? No, I'm just always myself. Thankfully, yeah. So. You kind of dug a hole the first two races of last year. How, yeah. how how hard is it when you get off to a start like that to just dig your way out? It's very difficult. Uh, I mean, Daytona was rough. Put us in a bad spot uh, going into, I guess it was Vegas, right? That was the second part. Atlanta? No, you're Yeah, yeah. Last year was Vegas, I think. But, yeah, and then we had our issues there at Vegas. And we honestly had a very fast race car at Vegas, but because we didn't qualify or practice, we had a bad pit stall, and that put us behind at that race. Uh, and then we went into, you know, the next one, and then we got rained out, and it got started off points. So, I mean, yeah, it really put us in the hole for the first three or four weeks there. But, I mean, probably, you know, I don't know what, what how far into the season it was. It was right around the time of the, of the 600. We were you know, within 30 points at first. So, I mean, we dug out of it pretty quick. Uh, but then we had our, our lull over the summer stretch. So, you can get out of it. But I would expect, you know, as we keep running more and more with this this next-gen car, more teams are going to be more consistent. Um, it's going to be harder to dig out of holes that you put yourself in. How, how long do you think it's going to take you to acclimate to what, you know, is still a relatively new car and, a rel you know, a brand-new Toyota? Um, I mean, the, the, the chassis itself, I feel like I've got a good understanding of. Certainly, I think, you know, teams will just keep finding more and more ways to... Uh, make them closer to perfect than what they are. Uh, I think the biggest thing uh, with the new body is just maybe just kind of seeing what its tendencies are going to be in traffic, uh, racing around other cars. It might be a little bit different. Uh, I expect the short track package uh, to be different in traffic as well. Sounds like it's not necessarily... It, 
wouldn't say it's better, but it's just dirty air is different. So that's going to be a learning curve as well, not necessarily tied to the Camry, but um, those will be the big things, just seeing if there's anything that really stands out when you're racing other cars in traffic uh, with the new body. Drivers are, <laughs> and I'll get out of here. <laughs> Drivers are calling Atlanta a hybrid, and so is there anything you can glean from here and take to Atlanta that you learned because it kind of drives like a super speedway, or it does? Maybe a little bit. I, I mean, I, I mean, just just little details like the differences from last year's car to this year's car uh, on the speedways, and if anything, hopefully you just have more confidence. But Atlanta keeps changing too, so every time we go back, I feel like it's got less and less grip, um, and it's harder to have the pack racing that we, we saw from the very beginning. You're talking about learning and traffic, like how, how the new bodies will perform and everything. How important are the duels going to be in terms of just learning? You know, how will my car push? How will the tank push it? Um, how different is that? Yeah, we'll be able to learn quite a bit there. But I know my my team and probably a lot of teams are going to be screaming at their drivers not to tear their stuff up. But um, yeah, I'm going to try and learn as much as I can. I mean, I think just running in a, in a line of cars to be able to understand the differences pretty quickly. Um, you know, like I said, we're all pretty uh, optimistic that this car is going to be able to push a lot better. So hopefully we can get a pretty good read on that in the duels. Have you discussed scenarios coming down the last two or three laps? you have other top five powder pros those last few laps, teammates? I think all the Toyota drivers have a pretty good understanding of what, what we need to do depending on what situation we're in. So I think we all collectively have a good idea of what, you know, depending on where we're at, what the circumstances are, we need to do. Ideally, yes, we'd like to be at the front of the field. <laughs> if we're not, we don't have a shot. <laughs> How important are those friendships and partnerships in a race like this, right, where you might need a little help here and there? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the goal for for myself and the other Toyota drivers is we're going to, you know, work together and have each other's back. Um, we trying to get to the front we can we can trust another fellow Toyota behind us more than we can a Ford or a Chevy so um, we'll try and use that to our advantage but uh, certainly it's the interesting like I said it'll be just interesting to see how this race plays out I feel like as time has passed um, it's just gotten harder and harder to get to the front um, unless the whole field's saving fuel and I feel like they're getting smarter about how to manage that within those fuel runs as well. How many cars does 2311 have built? Uh, you know, basically at this point with the new body? That's a good question. Um, gosh, I've been so busy the last couple of weeks. I've been in and out of there, and I haven't really kept up. I was also in Disney World, so, yeah, I've kind of been been checked out for the last couple of days. What was that like with Kyle? Uh, it was a lot of fun, but, yeah, it wore me out. Like four days straight of just nonstop going from, like, 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock each day was a lot. A lot of walking. Favorite ride for you? Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy ride was was very very good. I don't even know. I don't know what they what it's called, race rewind or something like that. But it was pretty neat. This how's is the new, how's the new shop uh, in terms of just uh, you know, put some spring on the step of just seeing everything new <coughs> and just having a place that you guys can call home um, and, and and growing into that this year? Yeah, um, airspeed certainly impressive. I've um, gotten to spend quite a bit of time in that building early January. You know, like I said, like I was telling Lee, like the last couple of um, days, last week, I haven't been around as much getting out the door for speed weeks, but um, certainly impressed with the layout, the size, just the atmosphere is just, 
I mean, it's very different from any other race team uh, facility that I've ever been in. So I think between the layout, like I said, um, just the lighting, the windows, um, just the colors that, that Denny and everyone went with, um, it just it really sets the tone that it's it's a different atmosphere. Um, and honestly, for me, it doesn't feel as stuffy or as, you know, hospital-like, if you will, as some of the shops do that just are all white and super, super plain. There's a lot of character in the building, and um, I certainly enjoy it. Besides performing well at Daytona 500, what are other things that you look forward to? I mean, you've seen old friends, your family's here, the fans go crazy, but is there something in particular here at Daytona 500 that you always look forward to? Well, we, we kind of got to do a little bit around it. Um, a few weeks ago uh, as we worked on the Nasty Beast unveil. You know, getting to go to the Streamline Hotel, uh, shoot what we did there uh, was a lot of fun. I'd say, you know, like I said, Streamline Hotel, which we had in the video, uh, getting to go down onto the beach um, what was a lot of fun too with the car. Uh, you know, outside of that, if, if there's time throughout the week, the last couple of years I had some worked out this way because of the schedule throughout the day. You know, it's always fun to go down to Volusia um, and catch up with some old Durley Mall racing fr uh, friends that I used to race with. There, there's a lot to do here. A lot of good food. Um, definitely a lot of, a lot of good, a lot of good bars popping in and out of too if you have that time as well. Of course. And this is going to be the 20th anniversary of the players, right? So for I want to kind of know your thoughts. So a racer can get in, have an okay year, and if you still make that top 16, somehow you can find yourself in that last race and still win it, right? So. From that perspective, when someone like William has a year like last year where he's won several races and he gets down to that end, is it ever to a point where it's okay to have zero wins through the regular season and you're fine with getting that one that really matters at the end? Or would you rather have those more wins throughout the year be consistent and who knows you go and get that championship? So what are your kind of thoughts on the playoffs? It's now the 20th year here. Yeah, I'd say my first two playoff attempts... Um, you know, they kind of crashed out, if you will, in the round of 16. We had more speed than that. Uh, last year, it was kind of the opposite. I wouldn't say it wasn't necessarily opposite, but we, we kind of finished where we probably should have. Um, but going all the way back to the Xfinity days, I've, I've won it both ways. I've stunk all year long and just showed up at, at Homestead, managed to survive the playoffs and win it. Um, and then I've also done it the other way, we dominate all year long. Both are very, very fulfilling. Um, I'd say you have more expectation of yourself uh, if you're a contender all year long. I feel like you're kind of have an advantage to a degree if you're that underdog. No one's really paying attention to what you're doing. Um, but you still got to go out there and get the job done at the end of the day. So I don't think one takes away any more than the other uh, with this format we have. you got to show up in those clutch moments and deliver. Yeah, but it, I mean, the playoffs, right? So do you think as a fan perspective, if you've heard, is it exciting having that one single race instead of, you know, it could have been where you knew who the winner was before the finale even arrived. There's a lot of pressure involved in this format. You know, the older format, yeah, if you, you know, you you would face similar pressure over a longer duration, uh, you know, more so along the lines of just, oh, gosh, I hope we don't break today or something doesn't, you know, we don't get caught up in a wreck. Whereas in the playoffs, I mean, the pressure could be instantly on or off um, just based on three or four positions on the racetrack. So it's just def definitely... Crank that intensity up. Thank you. Can you compare Drive to Survive with the NASCAR? <laughs> I, I really can't because I haven't, I haven't like watched it all yet. Okay. I can't give you a good. I can't give you a good answer.
It's out. Everyone keeps asking me about this. I need to sit down and watch it. It needs to be my homework. Okay. Speaking of homework, do you ever look at old Daytona 500s? Obviously, the cars are different than drivers, but you know, it, it comes down to it. Usually, comes down to a short run. Uh, Honestly, more for fun these days. It's a lot different than um, than what we race now. But you know, I'd say you know the ones that always make me chuckle or like going back and watching you know these guys race in the late 70s or the early 80s on the mile and a half and like Dale was like Dale Dale knew what he was doing I think uh, just he just seemed like he was ahead to a degree some of the guys knew how to do it a little bit but like Dale just really took advantage of it and he didn't care if it pissed you off or not so um, that was always entertaining to watch for sure I just I did enjoy watching that. The time he rolled the car and then got back in it? Did you see that? Well, there? that. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm more of that one. Yeah. He would just, he would do things that we'd all want to do, but would just never fly today. Thank you. Yeah. What's it like to experience Disney through your child's eyes? Uh, he's got it good. Um, <laughs> I mean, he'll, he'll run around like crazy, and then uh, when he gets tired... Instead of having to push the stroller, he just gets in the stroller and falls asleep. So, like, we're tired the whole time, pretty much, it feels like. But he gets to take his naps. Um, and he gets to wake up when we get to the next ride and just jump on and go. So, I mean, he's yeah, he's pretty spoiled. Is that his first time? Uh, no. No, he remembers the, the past times. We went last year. I think we've gone the last three years, actually. Okay. I think the first time we went, he doesn't remember a lot of. He definitely remembered last year's trip. Um, and this one, he's, yeah, he'll probably never, he won't stop talking about this year's trip for a while. What, 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 what's so exciting for this year? Uh, he, was, he was finally, I think he's right at 42 inches tall. So there was a whole lot more rides we could run across all four <laughs> parks. And we got to do some, some pretty good ones, honestly. I, I think there's only a couple that you have to be over 42 to ride. Did you ever go to Disney when you were younger, or was that too busy racing? <clears throat> racing. I think we went one time, and it started raining. My dad got mad, and we turned around and left. So, I mean, I saw the parking lot. I think we were maybe there for, like, half a day, and he's like, oh, it's going to rain, and we're gone. Which, I mean, a lot of people just stay through the rain and, you know, dig down and go. So, I think I've been to Disneyland once or twice. Um, but, yeah, I think I got a real brief visit at Disney World as a kid. Don't remember anything about it, to be honest with you. Poor Disneyland. What what does Daytona mean to you? Oof. A lot of you know, a lot of legends of our sport have broke through and won here and, and we've seen a lot of them. It's taken them a lot of their career to win here. But just the history of this trophy of this race, um, it's kinda what put our you know, this this race the history of this race is what propelled us uh, to where we are today, you know, in and among other major sports in the country, you know, the, the storylines from this event. So, yeah, a lot of big moments have happened here, and I, I've never experienced it for myself, obviously, but, but yeah, it just, it just seems like a race that when you win it, it's kind of game-changing for, for some, right? You could say, like, for, you know, Ricky, he's kind of already established himself as who he is, right? But, you know, it was a big deal for them and, and their year. I think their performance was better from uh, winning this race. But 
yeah, to a lot of these guys, it's a race that will haunt you for most of your career if you can't win it. So I'd like to get that out of the way early. <laughs> <laughs> How do you view that, that public No, but, like, certainly, like, you know, I feel like, you know, the whole field, and I've been in a few of these crashes, right, you get to, like, six to go, and the whole real field just stops thinking, right, and we all just wreck. You know, we do some really crazy, dumb stuff, that, you know, five to go, you know, like, everyone just freaks out, right, and I feel like the real smart ones are the ones that can navigate through that or know, okay, I need to get out of this, or they're already ahead of it to begin with. You know, I think the ones that win this race are the ones that remain calm when... You know, you know the race is approaching its end, and they're still able to make calm, cool, collected decisions that uh, ultimately put them in victory lane. So do you have to like tell yourself that, like, all right, everybody else can get crazy, don't get crazy. Like, I mean, it, it, it's pretty hard not to get swept up in it. That's probably why I've been in a lot of the wrecks. So, um, you know, honestly though, we saw with like Ricky, like he didn't have the perfect last lap. You know, he made a couple mistakes in a few seconds, but it, but it all still worked out but the moral story is if you can be that lead car you're kind of afforded that option right you never know if someone's going to wreck behind you or not um but certainly the way his path to winning that race last year was pretty interesting one i think all of the drivers collectively do a, a very good job of complaining about how hard it is to move through the field um with this next gen car and i think it was with 18 19 to go right like he had his penalty had to go to the rear Caution and come out, he's going to lose a lap. And he managed to drive to the front. So there's there's always a way to get to the front. And, you know, he just made the right. He gambled probably 20, 30 times, right, in those final laps on decision making. And he kept hitting it and kept saying, okay, I'll go all in again. And just kept moving his way to the front. And it worked out for him. Then he had a lot of success. What has be able to have more of the conversation or we have more of the in-depth look with what do you see or what do you learn from him? Um, or is it a matter of every year is different? It's just, it's hard I mean, every year is different, yes, right? Yeah. But, but like guys like, like Denny and Bubba continue to find their way at the, find their way to the front or at the front of, of the field, right? So just understanding their thought process and how they look at it um, and trying to mold that into something of my own that, that makes sense for me. Um, if you try to run the race as a completely different driver, I feel like that could be a challenging thing, right? Because then you're, instead of just doing what you think is best, you're like, okay, what would Denny do? What would Bubba do? But, but certainly over time, you know, you can kind of shift your, your own mindset and certainly the way that Bubba and Denny do it makes the most sense. So, Hopefully over time, it's something I can continue to shift more in their direction. I think the way that they do about certain things, you know. Um, I Let's see. The first year of this next-gen car, when I was at RCR, I, I mean, I think I ran like half of the Speedway laps that, that were, you know, offered up to race on, on the Speedways that first year. You know, I, got wrecked, I wrecked early in the 500. Atlanta won, blew a tire. Talladega, we blew up on lap four. Like, I just was very down on experience. Um, and we came into the Daytona 500 last year with 2311. I'm like, I just want to get some laps. 
and we wrecked early on just from a from an untimely push right we we ran okay at atlanta but then we went to talladega and i wrecked being stupid on like lap 30. so i mean it just i was just so behind on experience the last two years on what this car drafts like and how much it moves around and getting comfortable with that that's just it took like talladega 2 and some of daytona 2 to kind of catch up on that and so i feel like i've caught back up a little bit but i still got a got some more learning to do. Do you have any favorite uh, off stories? Oh, man. He would just always mess with me at the, it's like the, the best, worst times. Uh, he would just have a, a way of, of, of saying something and then looking at you that it'd just make you like, like just crumble. Like, oh, you know, like, oh no, what did I, what did I do? What did I say? How do you find out? Um, he just he he did he's always always done a great job of you know kind of laying down the law, but but also having fun with it and having good relationships with his drivers with with you know and, and with the teams as well. Um, there's not been many uh, series directors I've worked with that um, do the job quite like he does. Can you give me a sense in what you're talking about with Speedway Racing? Oh, and Jeff, sorry. And one thing that he always does too, and I'm sure you've probably heard this a few times, every birthday, every Christmas, he never forgets. He always calls. I don't know if he sings a song. <laughs> I think he's done it once or twice, but I don't think he's done it every time. Yeah. Thank you. working. Sorry about that. No, Can you give me a sense of how? that process compares to what you had to, what you went through to get better at the road course. Oh because man. Obviously I mean so, so it means correlation night and day different, right? Uh, the experiences you have um, on a road course or on a road course you can recreate some of those situations in the simulator, go around laps and improve, right? With speedway racing, I mean I've done a little bit on iRacing, racing, right? But it is just it's just not quite the same. Um, the only time you have opportunities to improve your speedway racing ability is by being on the racetrack and doing it. Um, you can watch film, you can do all these things, look at data, look at how people race, but again, you're just seeing how other people use the draft to like their advantage, if, if that makes sense. You've got to go out there and, and gain the experience in, in real life. And so being a little behind on that made that difficult, but I feel like the last two speedway races, um, Gained some good experience, like got a good understanding of what what to do, what not to do. So hopefully we'll be in a better spot for this race. I'm, I'm sure. Time for one more day. I'm, I'm sure okay. it's a good question to ask, but do you feel like are you ready to win it at this type of a track on that experience? I'm sure every driver feels like they can win. It. Looking looking at how these speedway races have been been won with this car, I would say yes. Um, just just. With how people have found their way to the front, decisions you got to make, like, you know, certainly it's important to be able to push good or be um, be a good lead car. But, but certainly, you know, like you look at Blaney and how he won Talladega, you know, that was a product of working good with another car. When you look at Ricky's win um, uh, at, at Daytona, when you look at what Denny did to get from last to, to fourth, you know, some of the ways that you find your way to the front or or put yourself in these positions isn't necessarily just strictly about pushing good or being a good pusher. 
Uh, so I think there's multiple ways you can win this race for sure. Thank you. All right. NASCAR Xfinity Series is where names are made. And at Daytona, those names are bringing a whole lot of smoke. Austin wants the smoke. Justin wants the smoke. Cole and Haley, give them all the smoke. There's plenty to go around. But remember, if you can smell the smoke, that means you're not the one making it. The NASCAR Xfinity Series at Daytona, February 17th. Get your tickets now at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com. a really great race and uh, of course something I would love to win eventually so um, it's, a, it's a fun one, fun week so we'll see how it goes Yeah, I think the improvement is just taking time off uh, I think that's really important in, in success and progress uh, throughout the ranks, talking to a lot of people of you know, done stuff and, and been a part of a long journey and, and, and any journey of sports um, and business. So it's, it's important to take time off, and that was uh, really, really good for me. And then just kind of fixing some things I need to fix last year. I think just uh, learning how to relax and, and, and recover during times of uh, – there were different times where you want to work hard, right, and stay up and – but sleep's really important, and, and then, you know, staying in the gym's important, too, right, for just your mind. So um, it's just controlling yourself at a young age and, you know, taking time to recover. When you went to Wasters and Open, did you get to be a fan? Yeah. Is there anything that you pick up from the fan side that you translate over to the I miss watching the races on Sunday and not and, and just being a kid and watching the races. That's what I miss. That's what I, I mean, I said that to somebody, but... I was like, it's, it, I remember coming down here for a Daytona 500, just flying down with my cousins for the day to go watch the race while I was running Arca or late or late models. So that was a, those are the times I missed sometimes. But I would rather, of course, rather be racing the Daytona 500. <laughs> but no, no. So it's uh, it makes you appreciate the uh, the journey of growing up. Just fun. I love being with my family and I love being with my cousins. So I'm just young with my my other cousins and they're my age. So just doing the same things, playing uh, playing around and, and watching the races. I always grew up like that, so those are the times I'll always remember. Did you end up watching the Netflix No. How do you spend rain plays? Um, Not to suggest anything. Uh, I mean, there's sometimes where I, like, will go and look to see, you know, if we're in the middle of a race and I was struggling in some spot, I'll look and see where I can get better at. If my team sends me some stuff where I can look myself. But that's usually a, it just... rain delay in a race that started... Yeah, yeah, that's something like that's after, and then usually I just kind of just hang out. Eat, drink. Yeah, I mean I, I eat well and try to hydrate the proper way. Yeah. Okay. You're a napper. Uh, yeah, I actually need to rest a lot. That's my biggest thing, but sometimes it's hard to do that. Um, what I've taken away is just being there at the end. It's really important, um, and and not rushing it. I think there's a lot of times where I've been in great positions and I've made some mistakes. Uh, you know, on fuel mileage-wise, that's my fault. Like Talladega last year when we were leading. So 
um, there's just a lot of things that you kind of learn just growing up, and 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 of course stuff I really not, can't talk about to the media, but you just kind of you learn a lot. Um, it's always hard for me to aim and say one thing I learned, but there's just a good bit. Like uh, I was just using unnecessary amount of unnecessarily amount of throttle to stay up front when I didn't need to because I had somebody behind me pushing, staying in the draft. So I didn't help my field knowledge out there. That's why I ran out of field. How do you? Um, I'm sure as much as a feel. So how do you? How do you figure that out? Or how did? Uh, I mean, it, I, I'm guessing they show you the data later. Mm -hmm. But then how do you take that into the car because you still got that yeah. feel? Or how do you adjust that feel so you're not using that much? Yeah, well, we have so we have SMT, so I can look at my throttle trace yeah. compared to, let's say, Ryan Blaney, who was on the inside of me in that race. So I can look at his and mine, and we have the same equal amount of lines. And you know, he's going 30% throttle, 40% throttle. I'm going like 90, but I'm by the way, my first cup race, so I was getting close to. So it's just you just learn. Yeah, you can. Sometimes you're. It, it honestly depends on the day sometimes, but sometimes we have a, a little thing that tells us how much throttle we actually are putting in, so that helps too, on the dash. What did you say? Who was it? Yeah, oh, Wayne. Um, uh, yeah, Wayne is a great guy. He's, I've been around Wayne for a while, so he's really cool. He's been... Uh, He's uh he calls me a good bit actually to be honest with you. So he calls me on Christmas and then he calls me on my birthday. So a couple times a year, um, which are good usually. If I get a call from him, I don't know I did something wrong. So, uh, and yeah, it's been he's a really great guy. I think he's been really great for our sport, and I think um, he's just been he's been I really appreciate Wayne. Why do people Um, because he's a. I mean sometimes you know we disagree, right? That's part of business. Um, but he's. I think one of the drivers, in a way, um, he looks at it the way, you know, we look at it, the way that we think we should look at it. So I, I really appreciate that, and I think he's just a he's a good uh, person to have in there for the job he does. He's a he's a good personality for that, right? We don't in that position we want to relate to some of the drivers, so it helps them learn, right? And I think he helped me out a lot too. So um, he's a good personality for that. He's just got the right personality for what he's doing. He's he's great for what he's doing. Yeah, I think it's just experience and, and time with the setups because we're really new, so uh, we're a year behind on that and just tweaking the setup to where I need it to be for the long races. That's uh, probably the biggest gaining point on that. Yeah, it it proves tremendously. I think it's just more time in the car, more experience. Uh, experience is is really important. So I mean, I came from driving almost the same car my whole life to something completely different. So um, you just learn a lot through this whole time. So then I'm in a, a, a I'm in a an indie car with a stock car body on it, basically, right? Is what Kyle I think Kyle Larson is really close. So um, it's just really different. So. Um, it, you just learn and you have experience and that just helps.
kind of starstruck in your eyes a little bit just because it's that whole first experience being mm -hmm. relaxed in here. Having that gear under your belt allows you to just come back here and really know what you need out of this week. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, I've experienced media days enough now to where they're not exciting, but uh, they're, it's just more experience and I think you know, of course, it's my rookie season going to Daytona 500. It's a uh, it's a lot going on uh, happening really closely. So, and then just the year previous, I'm running ARCA full time. So it's it's a big jump. But now I mean, you just learn you learn a lot and you're experienced enough. I'm very grateful for the opportunities I have to be able to do what I do. Where do you feel like you've grown as a driver from the beginning of last year to coming into this year? Um, I really could name one specific area. I think everything just grew. So, uh, I just experienced. That's all I say. I feel like it's experience, but it's true. You talk about the experience. I mean, obviously, we, we learn from all sorts of experiences. Mm -hmm. We learn all sorts of different things. Mm -hmm. um, you learn different things at different tracks or what have you as well. So, just like any other driver, I've had, uh, mm -hmm. I'd say, conflict or competitions, just because that's, what, that's always going to happen. What do you learn from those experiences, and what do you take, if you can take something for the next time? Yeah, yeah, it's same with it's life and business too, right? Sure. It's not going to make everybody happy. So I think you just learn where you can get better at. Um, and then once you figure out, I, I can get better as a driver in these specific areas, and I do get better and I start running better, and you're like, well, I run better every single weekend now, averagely. So if I just suck it up this weekend and not run as good because I, my car is not capable, then I'll run great next weekend. So just don't... Um, want to hurt yourself in the long run. You just have to look at the bigger picture, I think, is the biggest way to say that. How, how do you learn that? Because I'm guessing that was probably one of the bigger challenges at some point early in a career because yeah. it's all about i got to go this, i got to do this, i got to do this because I want to take the next step, and i got to win this, i got to win this. I'm not cutting anybody break. I don't. I can't afford to type of thing. Yeah, I, 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 never, I never looked at, like, I have to win this, I have to win this, I, I have to win this soon. I just, like, kind of, I wanted to win every race, but I didn't really, like, stressed out about it like I didn't you know this is not going to ruin my life if I don't you know win, win this race or I don't win a championship it just doesn't ruin my life so I just don't really my I'm not really emotionally attached to it so I just treat it as a, a job and I stay even killed my emotions and I like I want to go win this race and do everything I can to win and if I can't then I'm going to do the best I can and I don't think there's any other way to do it to be honest with you. Um, in turning to learn, <coughs> learning about confidence and limitations mm -hmm. obviously you know we saw what happened at the clash yeah so what do you take from that, or what do you feel like you did well? And I'm not saying it necessarily on track, but just how that was handled. I mean, obviously it looked like you were trying to get the driver you know, into another area so you guys could have a yeah, for sure. situation in more public. And, you know, I think you said kind of what you felt. So how did you feel like you handled it in hindsight the right way? And, again, I know it's tough to judge that in the moment when you got somebody in your face that's not happy with you. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I've definitely been in positions to handle stuff like that in sure, the past, yeah, and yeah. I think um, it just happens, like you said, it is part of uh, of life is, and getting confrontations. And, and sometimes it's not your fault, sometimes it is. I think you just learn over time and, and, and kind of mature. Of course, I'm 21, right, so I'm, I'm young for that, but I've got dealt with that my whole life with my brothers and my cousins, and we've always fought each other just in a, in a sibling way. So um, you just learn over time, and... Um, it's just kind of, you just get older and you learn and how this, you, you, everybody, you're always changing, so just 
can't just be like, oh, this is how I'm going to be for the rest of my life. Yeah. 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 Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Experience is teaching everything we learn yeah. every day. Experience. So for sure. I agree. You'll be better at something else tomorrow and yeah. in three weeks or yeah. seven weeks from now. Hopefully. And if, you, if you're not, then I guess you're not <laughs> learning anymore. Exactly. That's time to retire. <laughs> Too early for that. What um, is your mom playing a bigger role in the organization? Uh-huh. What is, is that in one sense, because she was had her own thing, does that surprise you? Or what, what do you think about what she's able to do and what she's doing now? Yeah, I think she does a really great job. Of course, I love my mom. And sure. so um, it's it's really cool to have her there. And uh, and to be a part of it is, is really special. We were a family sport, and it's uh, really good to be really good to be a part of it. Uh, well, we ran really well, and that race is not a points race, so it necessarily doesn't matter if I finish last. And um, we really capitalized on everything, and I just needed to do my job a little bit better, and we've been fine. And I'm happy to know that because I know that I can fix that stuff, and I have before. Um, I don't really care. I don't know. <laughs> just go race. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really uh, care necessarily. I just work with uh, my JGR 2311 teammates and Mookie Bryson. Um, I, I just think you. Um, I've been in position a couple times now to almost win, and I know that I, I was close. So you just learn and, and you just keep going, and you know, I have another more opportunities down the road and keep working. I mean. It's good to be frustrated for a little bit, but after you, you know, if you're frustrated for weeks later, then I think it, I think honestly you're being selfish at that point, and so I just keep going. Obviously, Daytona, Atlanta, two kind of wild card races. Yeah. Um, start the year. How important is it to get off to a good start? It's important um, just to get finished and not get in a hole, but if you can win, it doesn't matter. Did it help your confidence to have the kind of run that you were having at the Coliseum? Because I mean, you know, close. But even still, to be up front, to kind of get that feel, to know what it's like, I mean, that had to build some sort of confidence coming in here. Uh, I don't, to be honest with you, really, like, I don't really go off of confidence while in racing. I don't think that's a smart way to go by life in general. I just work hard and um, capitalize on what I did wrong. Uh, so no positives from that? Well, of course, there's positives. I capitalize on what I did um, I just got better in, in, in spots, and I think that's the way I looked at it. What did you learn from it? Uh, I learned that we were really good, and I think our, our new nose and the, and the Toyota new body is, is really well, and, and we did a really good job uh, preparing for the race. What are your expectations for Atlanta? Mm, the same as this, just to go and, of course, go race for a win um, and do the best I can, but besides that, just try to stay out of trouble and um, get to Vegas. Is that a place you like? Uh, I'm not a big fan of, the, of Atlanta. <laughs> I, I would love to race the previous Atlanta, not this one. Did you ever get that opportunity? In Sadly not, unfortunately, no. So Las Vegas, you said you're looking forward to it. High mm -hmm. speed, move around, trying to find your lane. I mean, kind of a racer's racetrack, isn't it? I mean, that's why Larson runs so well there. Yeah, I think it's a really great racetrack, and it's a 
it's a fun racetrack. It changes around a lot, and you can run the top and the bottom and the middle, and it's not really one groove the whole time. And then you're always moving around. The bumps are difficult in the one, so it's just it's it's really fun, and I think it's a really good flowing track. It's, it's somewhat like Kansas, and I like Kansas a lot, so it's kind of the same style. Is there anything you like to do when you go to Las Vegas? I mean, they call it Sin City, but... Uh, I, don't, I haven't experienced it yet. I mean, I just turned 21, so uh, how about yourself? I like the shows. I mean, I like the restaurants. It's pretty damn amazing. Food's good. I give it that. The food's great out west. Way better food out west than back, back in the east coast. Clean food? Uh, just... I don't know necessarily clean, but way better food back out west than the East Coast. What's your ideal meal? I mean, I think a cheeseburger, it's got everything. You've got lettuce, tomato, so you've got your vegetables, you've got your protein, which is the, the burger, and then you've got or the, uh, or the patty, and then you've got your carbs, which is the bread. So I think it's the full package. And you got potatoes on the side, fried potatoes. It's everything. An, are you an In-N-Out guy? I love all the types of burgers. No, he's just hanging out. So, have you been to a bar yet? What did you do when you turned 21? Did you have a big celebration? Uh, I had a nice birthday dinner um, in Charlotte. I got I got thrown, so not too much. I'm not. I kind of just hang out with my 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 friends back home, but nothing too not too crazy. I'm a normal kid. <laughs> you found a beer you like yet? <laughs> uh, no. You found a wine you like yet? A wine? Wine, yeah. Um. To be honest with you, I'm not a big drinker. To be honest with you, I, uh, I I'm not I'm not big into it. Everybody always asks me that. Yeah, I get this. You, well, I've got multiple these. I know all the time. I mean, people gave me a bunch of alcohol for my birthday, like delivered it to my house, and I haven't drank any of it. Emancipation. Just the art piece. I just got nice bottles, but I don't I don't do any. I don't. They sit in the corner. I've had two drinks since dry January, so I'm, I'm good. I stay in good shape and I try to get good sleep, so that affects it all. Very good. Good team. Have fun. Thank you.